0: The following program is sponsored by Channel Mom Media. Life-changing
1: radio. Ninety-four-seven. Ninety-four-seven. K-R-K-S. The show
0: made for moms and families. It's Channel Mom.
2: My name is Jenny, and I'm a mom. But I once lived a more glamorous life as a TV reporter. I was on the nightly news interviewing pop stars and politicians, So when I left TV to become a full-time mother, I quickly found out what we moms are up against. Our world glorifies the rich and famous. For what? I say, let's honor the moms who are raising this world's next generation.
0: It's Channel Mom Radio with Jenny Dean-Schmidt. We're here for you.
2: Yep, we are. This is Jenny, your host of Channel Mom. And we really are. Here's the deal. We're a nonprofit. We're Channel Mom Media and Outreach I believe that the God of the universe laid it on my heart to reach mothers in our popular culture because we have a popular culture that pays attention to all kinds of silly things and honors all kinds of silly people. And then the moms sit there on the fringes, not recognizing, not being recognized for the fact that they've got the most important job in many ways. And we should be encouraging them and cheerleading them and applauding them and giving them presents and saying, keep doing a good job because our world depends on it. We want the next generation to be good. So thank you for what you do as a mom. We've created our nonprofit ministry outreach radio show podcast for you to give you great advice from great guests and to honor you and to help you. Uh, If you feel moved to help us, we need it. Uh, You can go to channelmom.com and there's a button there that says give to CM and you're contributing to the fact that we do stuff on the airways, but we're also doing stuff on the ground where we've got... All kinds of partners. Love and Respect has partnered with us to help marriages. We've got a prison outreach ministry where we're trying to bring an addiction ministry on board. Moms need help in all areas. And so we're trying to get these other folks on board with us so we have partners to help you. And giving makes you feel good, so just try it. Yes, giving does make you feel good. We learned that in last week's show. That's right. That's awesome. That would be Shelly Krause in the house, my BFF. (laughs) Thank you. Yes, glad to have you today. Thank you. You you good? Yeah. Yeah, we have a cool guest coming up. I'm going to tell you about her in just a second to welcome everybody. Uh, the guest is going to tell you how to deal with the hard issues with your kids. She's got a brand new book called Small Talk, Learning from My Children About What Matters Most. Her name is Amy Julia Becker. But here's the, here are two things that are good about this book. Number one, it's helping you just talk to your kids about the tough issues. Okay. And she's got some tough issues, which she's going to share with us. Um, But number two, I love it when we retouch on when we're feeling like we're having a bad day with our kids and they're acting out. I've got a teenager and a preteen. And believe me, there are days where I think <gasps> I-, I feel like I'm hated. What's this all for? Why did I have that argument? Why are we screaming at each other? Whatever it is. But then when I can step back, I think, OK, this is teaching me something or my child is teaching me something. And sometimes we need to step back and get that, you know, right. That's right. And she teaches us that. OK, but, so what were you going to say, Shaw?
1: Well, that. sometimes it's not worth it. And maybe you're learning that.
2: Yes. Sometimes it is just not worth <laughs> it. Sometimes it is not worth it at all. Um, I'm going to give you a little intro to Amy Julia. And she said I can call her AJ. Uh, and then I'm going to play a little soundbite about the way in which one little boy is teaching his parents. Because I thought it was kind of cute and kind of funny. Amy Julia Becker is here to deal with topics that are hard to talk about with your children. Uh, she's really in things like death and tragedy and um, forgiveness. I mean, these are some tough things. And especially if you have younger kids, how do you start to broach that stuff with your children and faith? She's a woman of faith and she's been trying to figure out how to pass these things on. She has three children. One of them happens to have down syndrome. I've invited her to talk to us today because I just love the pictures of this little girl. I just love this little girl. Her name is Penny. So hopefully we're gonna have her on the show today for a minute or two as well. Uh, uh, not Penny. AJ has also written the book, Let's get the title A Good and Perfect Gift. Faith, Expectations, and a Little Girl Named Penny about her daughter. Amy Julia is a mom blogger for the Thin Places blog. She's written for Christianity Today, the new uh York Times.com, the Atlantic.com, and Parents.com. Her new book, as I said, is Small Talk Learning from My Children about What Matters Most. Man, don't we all need to know that. And so I grabbed this little soundbite from a little guy who was teaching his parents something that matters, and that is presidential trivia. Cut one, Chris.
1: Jace, what does George Washington say?
2: I cannot tell that.
1: What does Abraham Lincoln say?
0: Four was and seven, and seventy, and, and seventy, and years ago.
1: What does Nixon say?
0: I'm
2: not quick.
1: <laughs> what does Truman say?
2: Um, the buck stops here. <laughs> wow, she, she literally went through about I don't know, fifteen or twenty presidents. And he had a quote for every single one, and he was all of like two and a half or something.
1: I couldn't have answered Truman's, so that I'm pretty poor on his <laughs>
2: campaign. <laughs> right.
1: Well, I think you were still in the womb. I wasn't around
2: yet, not yeah, still. Even, yes, that's right. You weren't even in the womb yet. Okay. We want to welcome Amy Julia Becker, the author of Small Talk to the Channel Mom. Welcome, Amy. Thanks so much for having me. It's great to be with you guys. Good. What did you think of the tri- president? Did you know the presidential trivia? You know,
0: I'm not sure I could have answered all of that, So, and I have not heard it before. That's a great way to to segue.
2: Yes, but uh, our children do teach us things. Hey, why would you write the book? And we're not going to just talk about the book. We're going to have a mom talk today about just how do we raise our babies with the tough issues in the world, and how do we talk to them, and how do we give ourselves grace when we mess it up? And, And you've got so much in the book about how you got angry, and then you have to revisit it and say, okay mom at one point you made everybody in the car say let's all say we're sorry for being jerks so, right. so everybody in the car just say sorry for being jerks um and then they all different forgive each other it's good stuff so so why'd you write the book
0: you know the book was prompted by a really hard situation when um we lived real near the uh, town where the Newtown town um, yeah. shootings happened yeah and that was actually what prompted the book was the conversations that we had with our daughter penny who was in first grade at the time um and whose school went into lockdown and Uh, So she just had a lot of questions, and we had to figure out how do you talk to a six-year-old about the fact that a group of six-year-olds have just uh, been killed in such a tragic way. And so that was what prompted the book, and there are chapters that are kind of heavy and, you know, very, um, I don't know, serious like that one. Then there are lots of chapters that are talking about some of the hard things we encounter as moms when things are not actually serious or heavy at all they just feel difficult because they're so ordinary and hard whether that's you know a a kid actually asking a question you have a hard time answering or just oh my gosh are you kidding me I have to get up one more time tonight (laughs) how do I how do I get through that Um, in a way that again is um, actually mean has meaning and I'm growing and I can see that there's some purpose in all of this uh, day-to-day life that I'm living
2: yeah in this interview I want more than anything for you to be in an encourager to a mom who does feel overwhelmed today or who Mm -hmm. does say, why is it so hard? Or why do I keep schlepping around doing all these same things? And I feel like it's not making a difference or why are my kids, you know, always rebelling or mad at me or whatever it is. This is what you write about your own book. You say, it is not a how to guide. It is not filled with advice. It is, I hope a word of encouragement that good things can emerge out of the hard, but ordinary everyday moments it is, I hope, a reminder that on those days when you wonder if there is any meaning in the dishes and disputes and diapers, you are not alone. Which I just, I thought, yay! thank you for saying that. Because I don't want to mm-hmm. pick up one more parenting or mothering book that says, these are all the things you should do to have a perfect child. I just want somebody to say, yeah, it's really hard and I'm just mm-hmm. here to encourage you. You know, I mean, don't do we have a lot of mother guilt and a lot of mother comparison in our society now? So much.
0: And it's one of the things that's been amazing to me about this book. As I've spoken with women, I've shared a story um, often about throwing a pillow at my son when I got frustrated with him. And the number of women who've come up to me with tears in their eyes and said, you throw pillows too? And I thought, oh my gosh, like so many women are out there and they are struggling with anger, especially over those petty things that happen with four-year-olds in your midst. Um, Yeah. And it is so helpful to be able to name that and to talk about it and to see that there is still grace and love and growth possible in those, um, even in those moments. So I think you're absolutely right that we do not need more advice on how to get it perfect, but we do need a lot more um, conversation about how to extend grace to one another and to ourselves.
2: Yeah, to ourselves. That's, that is big and hard. I mean, I try teenagers. Be, forget about toddlers for a second. Sure. Try teenagers. And and I, I was thinking the other day about one of my children, and this is a child who used to say, I get you, Mommy, I get you, Mommy, which is I love you, Mommy, yeah. over and over and over all day long. And I just felt completely <laughs> adored. And mm. now it's like I can barely stand you. Please don't talk to me. Please don't be seen in public with me. And please stop texting me. Give me my dinner. Yeah, exactly. Give me my dinner and give me some money. Um, and, and so, I mean, I, a shout out to the mothers of preteens and teens today. What, I mean, you're not quite there, but in writing this book, I'm sure you talk to some of them. What would you say to on a day where a mom, here's what it is. It's partly a pride thing. You want to feel loved. Every mom wants to feel loved. And when your kid stops loving you, sometimes it's kind of hard to love them back, which is essentially selfish. But what would you say to them? I think, you know, it's funny.
0: We actually, my husband, um, has worked in at boarding schools for the past 12 years, so we've yeah. lived among teenagers for a long time. And before that, uh, we worked with high school students as well. So we have seen them not from the parental side, but um, they've been in our lives for a long, long time. And I yeah. think it's, it is so much easier, not on the parental side, it is. to see how much they are just figuring out who they are and to, oh. t- to take the long view and to say, Yes, your job is just to stay, remain faithful to them, to continue to be their parent, um which means that they will reject you. Uh and but also that if you give them that stability and that faithfulness and that love that you've been giving them all along, they also will return to that. Like I've seen that, you know, over and over and over and over again. And who knows if I will be able to apply that to myself when our own time comes, but um, that is what we see with parents all the time. Is just let yourself be a parent. Don't feel like you have to be a friend, um, and it will it will go well for you and for your kids. But yeah. uh, it is it's a rough it's a rough stage. I know we're right now in the sweet spot of parenting because we're in between diapers and puberty. With our children, <laughs> yeah, so I'm grateful for that. That is a
2: sweet spot, isn't it, Shell? I, I mean, we look back on those days now where our kids were just like. Hugging us when we were having coffee and listening to most things we said and wanting our advice, right? Wanting our time, wanting to be with us. Yeah. Now I don't see them. I know. When you showed up to school, they were actually happy to see you and like, instead of, could you please hide? Could you please duck down in the car so no one can see that you're here? I mean, right? Yeah. It does change. Okay. We're, we're in the last two minutes. So before we move on to the, to the next segment, um, tell folks one thing that you hope to touch on. In our next segment, that they should stick around for um within your tips in the book, whether it has to do with gratitude or forgiveness or what, whatever one, one of your favorites miracles love uh so on what what is one that you're going to talk about upcoming? You got about thirty seconds to tell them
0: sure well, I would love to talk about what it means to have um some to understand that there's meaning and purpose even in that ordinary, hard yeah. stuff of life, and uh, maybe I could share a story about praying for laughter and learning to pray for that within our family
2: yeah that is good that's good i like it and i also want to touch on i know that there are moms who listen who have kids with various disabilities and and you have your sweet penny who has down syndrome and uh, and i'm sure that has taught you some lessons and even in the hard times you've been able to look back and say ah but this has made me a better person or my child a better person or or the sibling is a better person Mm -hmm. i mean there's some great stuff to be gotten out of I don't mean to be pandering, but out of disability. There's some beautiful things that can come out of it. So uh, our friend Amy Julia Becker will return with us on uh, our book, Small Talk, and uh, Shelly will get an opportunity to ask a question if she'd like. We hope you stick around. And remember to check us out at channelmom.com. We've got our podcast there. We have old video clips from past interviews with, you know, the guys from Duck Dynasty and, oh, Dr. Kevin Lehman and folks on with all kinds of advice on marriage and on health and all kinds of things. So stay tuned for Channel Mom need an excuse to drive a few miles to a beautiful place with delicious food? Let me tell you about one of my favorite places to eat in Colorado. Down home, good cooking, old school, and family friendly, it's the Cutthroat Cafe. Chick Thomas is one of those guys who's created an eating establishment where customers feel like family. Nestled in Bailey, Colorado, next to a sparkling river and national forest, enjoy a getaway to the Cutthroat Cafe on your way to Breckenridge, just off Highway 285 in Bailey, Colorado.
0: It's Channel Mom Radio with Jenny Dean Schmidt. We're here for you.
2: Welcome back to Channel Mom. I am your host, Jenny Dean Schmidt, right here on KRKS-FM in Denver. We do have people who listen to us nationally, which is kind of cool. We are speaking with the author of a brand new book called Small Talk, Learning from My Children About What Matters Most. Her name is Amy Julia Becker, and she's got some really good lessons that I think are going to be an encouragement to moms today today. In the book, outside of the book, whatever it is, she has one Down syndrome child and two other children. Uh, Man, have they taught her some lessons. But she really wants to encourage moms in areas of forgiving themselves, having grace for each other, having grace for their children, teaching their children how to be forgiving and grace-filled and so on. But before we get to Amy Julia, we want to bring BFF in the house, Shelly Krause, on. I love to let Shelly have a little opportunity to tell people what she does besides help me with Channel Mom Media and Outreach. <laughs> She's got her own outreach, in a way. Tell yeah. folks what you do, show.
1: Yeah, so we have a team of caregivers, and we seek to help seniors and disabled stay in their own homes. So we come alongside families and help them with caregiving and whatever that looks like. It might be cleaning, it might be meals, transportation, even... Companionship care, we become great friends, and you do really enjoy hanging out with the people that we serve. So you, do, you
2: play hymns with
1: them, you yeah. pray with them, you do good, and you also
2: can place them if they can no longer stay in their homes.
1: Sometimes uh, staying home is just doesn't work for the family, yeah. or it's not safe anymore, and so we'll help. We work with communities all over up and down Denver, and even down to Colorado Springs, and. Find a good place for them, yeah. something that fits financially and you're picky. with, you're, with what
2: you're picky about it. How do people yeah. find
1: you? You can find us on our website. We're at GoldenHeartLittleton.com, and you can call us 303-835-3423. Awesome. Yeah. Thank you. We love it.
2: Yeah. I hope somebody will look you up.
1: Okay, we're back with Amy Julia Becker. Welcome back to Channel Mom, Amy.
2: Oh, sorry, thank Amy you, Julia. You know AJ, Thank you. You're Thanks. welcome. I'm glad to be here. Good. Okay, I'm. I'm gonna get to just a couple of things. You said you were gonna talk about one thing, but before we do that, you, I, I have a little notation to myself here. Do we shelter our kids or do we talk about it? Mm. Um, and it's a dilemma for you. And I think it can be a dilemma at different stages. I mean, I have teenagers. How much do I talk to them about what I did as a teenager? To, to to use that as an example, like right. I know what's wrong or I know what's right. or And in most cases, I know what's wrong. Um, But should I let them in on that? Or should we cover over death because is it just too much for them? I mean, you happen to live near Newtown, Connecticut when that tragedy unfolded and your daughter with Down syndrome was a first grader at the time. So yep. you had to talk to her about that. What would you say to a mom as a way of measuring when do we shelter, when do we talk? And you cover it in your book.
0: Well, I do think there are a couple things that come up. One is just, you know, who is your child? Because there are some children who are deathly afraid of fires, and so to talk to them about a fire that happened is not going to help them at all. And there are others who think that's very interesting and want to know how you plan an escape route. And so you have to know your child is the first thing in terms of not ever lying to them, of course, but being careful about the information um, that you provide. And the second thing I've learned is that I need to make sure I'm answering their question instead of projecting my own questions onto them. So when Penny was asking us questions about what happened in Newtown, I was so tempted to essentially do my own processing with her, which was totally inappropriate with a six-year-old. So I tried to really, okay, what is the question that you are asking, not what is the question that I am asking right now, because I don't need to talk to you about that. And so that helped me as well. And then finally I'd say over time I've started to think, you know, What I want to do for my kids is to provide them a framework to understand the world through what it means to be a human being. And that means that we are limited in our capacity. We can't do everything and we can't do it perfectly we're fallible, which is to say we do things wrong and we have to figure out what to do when we screw up um, and how to say I'm sorry and how to try to make things right. And we're beloved, that even when in our limitations, in our fallibility, even when we screw up, at the core of our being, we are loved, uh, yeah. certainly in the course of our family and friends and communities, but also and ultimately by God. Yeah. So uh, that's the what I want them to kind of be able to fall back on. And even how I want to answer questions about the world is through that lens of what it means to be a limited, fallible, and beloved human
2: being. Yeah, those are good, those three things, limited, fallible, and beloved. I sometimes think our culture of it's all good forgets about fallibility and so they raise their kids to say it's you know that was just a mistake Mm -hmm. and they don't talk to them about sin and that we're fallible and sin such a you know word that half of the society can't relate to so maybe that's the wrong word so i like your fallible word but it's a good thing to come to your kids with like okay i've got to I've got to have this well-rounded approach to this. I can't just be like, you jerk. You know, I have to say, okay, yeah, you screwed up, but you're still loved by me and by God. You know, that, that's good stuff. And we're limited and, and your response to them is going to be limited, which, which I also appreciate that you're willing to say that. <laughs> mm-hmm. I just so appreciate you because here's the thing. You're real and you, and they have Shelly, the best. Christmas photos you have ever they take these pictures, you know, where they're all lined up. It's your favorite kind of photo because Shelly used to take photos where everything's a mess. Like one of the kids is like crying and one's (laughs) running out of the shot. And and I'm like, that is the perfect Christmas picture. Let's not reality. Yes. Let's not pretend we're perfect. You know what? But but, what perfect is, is to pretend that we're, you know, to show that we're not perfect. Mm. I love it. Good stuff. okay Thank you. You're welcome. So so that's great encouragement for a mom. I want to remind them. I want to remind a mom, when you're approaching your child, remind yourself and them that we are all limited. We are all fallible, but we are all beloved. Mm-hmm. Um, We are loved by God. Just fall on that. And by the way, there needs to be forgiveness for ourselves in that. I want you to touch on two things. Forgiving ourselves and our kids and teaching our children forgiveness. Because, man, do I carry a load of guilt after I've yelled at my son or yelled at my daughter or, or just done the thing that you just said, made it about me. Gone back mm-hmm. to not their question, but my own struggle, and yeah. so then suddenly now we're back to me. That's just oh, Shelley knows I've got that habit um so so forgiveness for ourselves and for them, teaching them to forgive, and then this thing about praying for laughter, so let's touch on forgiveness first,
0: sure um. Yeah, I have, you know, a chapter in the book about forgiveness because what what is, I've learned as a mom, I think before I was a mom, I thought about forgiveness in these very grandiose terms. Like when someone, you know, forgives their uh, son's murderer and they go to prison to talk to them about yeah. it. Like that's how, you know, Jean Valjean in Les Mis or things like that <laughs> were these big dramatic forgiveness. And what I've learned as a mom is like forgiveness is also incredibly daily and domestic, that there are these just small but significant opportunities to learn about forgiveness, to forgive and to be forgiven all day long, especially in the context of a family where you're always, um your selfishness is always coming up and so are your children's. And so, again, not to see that as this like, oh, my gosh, we can't handle it that you are selfish, but to say, yeah, that's who we are. But what does it mean to learn to be kind? What does it mean? To, well, you know, to learn to love, it means that we are going to learn how to forgive and how to take on ourselves Um, and to not hold against you the pain that has happened, even in this minor way today. Um, and it has certainly been in those moments of just regret and anger, uh, with my kids that I've learned not only about how, what it means to forgive them and hopefully to teach them about forgiving each other, but also to learn what it means that I am forgiven, um, ultimately by God, that, you know, He also cares about me and loves me, um, and it, even in the midst of that fallibility we were just talking about.
2: Yeah, before you get to praying for laughter, we've only got about four, four or five minutes left, but, is there a trick for that? Because, again, having being now in the teen years, I find that I can really carry a, a grudge and, mm. and feel bad. And it's that's not fair to my child. Is there is there a trick of the mind or a prayer or something that that you can get yourself to forgiveness, both for them and yourself?
0: I mean, I do think the fact that forgiveness is included in the Lord's Prayer, which is such a daily... And so there's a sense in which there's not a trick to get... Just be done with it, and now I'm a forgiving person. Yeah. But there is a trick in the sense of not not beating yourself up that it's hard every day or every time that you have what feels like the same conversation. Yeah. So I think at least that's some encouragement that like Jesus anticipated the fact that this is hard. Like yeah. you're gonna need to ask for forgiveness, and you're gonna need to remind yourself of the need to forgive. More or less every day.
2: Yeah, that, that's the 70 times seven. Okay, we've only got three, three, four minutes left. Can you tell us about praying for laughter? And I love this. Humor does really save things. It saves a marriage. It saves a relationship. Tell us about that.
0: Absolutely. We um in the midst of a really hard year where there just was uh no prayer happening on my part. It was hard spiritually. It was hard as a family. I was getting in all these fights with my son, William. We were moving, all this stuff. Um, the one thing I could kind of bring myself to utter to God was I would just pray for laughter in our household. And so when I got these little moments where the kids are giggling or when um, Peter comes in and swoops them up and they dance around the kitchen and start to laugh, it just was this sense of God's presence in our midst, and it has become something that I pray and that we pray, especially when we're going into um, difficult circumstances that might be difficult, um, whether that's a cocktail party or another, um, you know, sick day at home with a child, just praying that um, God would be present in the freedom that comes from being able to laugh uh, with one another.
2: Yeah, that's good. One of my favorite vacations ever was, I remember I laughed so much with my kids, my Mm. stomach hurt. And I thought it, it wasn't the place where we went, and we were in a beautiful yeah. place. It was the laughter that meant so much. Love that mothers pray
1: for laughter in your family life. Isn't mm-hmm. that good, Shelley? It just brings levity, even in the middle of a heated moment. Yeah, my daughter's really good at it. Yeah. Crack a joke, <laughs> you're not angry anymore.
2: Yeah, I know. And my, and my kids, you know, because you you know them. They're funny people. They are. And we, we can, yeah, we can just have hysteria in our family, which is great. I, and my husband's, it's just funny, and I love laughter. Julia, a- Amy Julia, rather, how do folks find you and your book?
0: Uh, they can go to amyjuliabecker.com, amyjuliabecker.com, <laughs> forgot my last name there, or um, go on Amazon or any other online, you know, site or bookstore and uh, look up Small Talk.
2: Yep, Small Talk by Amy Julia Becker. It's just real a real book with some some tips, but not overly, you know, advising, just sort of saying, forgive yourself, forgive your kids, move on. <laughs> end of story but they still need to buy the book I'm not saying that that's the total <laughs> message you don't need to buy it Um. alright Amy Julia we so appreciate you and just this little chat we've been able to have as, as moms Uh, good advice and good help and good tips but not overly too good not not too much advice we appreciate thank that thank you so much yeah Very thanks for being on channel do. mom yeah god bless you
0: okay you moms
2: too. thanks so much for tuning in today thanks Shelly thanks Miss Donna her mom has been with us the last couple times it's been a treat uh, I want to just remind you that what Amy Julia said is true. Just forgive yourself, forgive your kids, uh, you know, just lay down and have a good cry and remember God loves you,
1: you know, right. <laughs> That's so releasing. Let it go. Yeah. It Forgiving is. and then cry. Yeah. I, know. I cry a lot on the carpet. I find yeah.
2: myself on the carpet crying quite a bit. The carpet must be full of salt. <laughs> anyway, we so love you. We love what you do. We love the mothers. We love the families. God bless you. I know it's hard sometimes press on. Uh, you know, and tune into channel mom, channel podcast. So on for encouragement, have a blessed weekend and tune in for next week's channel mom with me and shell.